Okay, Guy Limbeck is here. We are over Google Hangouts, Google Meets today. We're going to talk a little bit about some big-time offers from local kids in our area. First, let's start with Will Cheddar from Stewartville. He picks up his fourth offer from the Big Ten, his seventh Power Five, starting to really ramp up with his recruitment. Iowa comes in and, and, and gives him an offer on Tuesday, and Iowa was not alone. They've been making a big campaign to get into the state of Minnesota, and they also offer class of 2022 guard Eli King from Caledonia. Guy, let's start here. You've watched these guys play almost more than probably anybody else. When you see Iowa comes in for, for Eli King, this feels like a really, really good fit for him. They play up-tempo, they play fast, they like to have the ball in their guard's hands and likes to push it and transition. This feels like a good fit for him and a really big offer for him. That is a really big offer for him, and I think, like you said, it is a good fit. He's a very athletic guard, uh, likes to get up and down the court. That's kind of a running style that they really enjoy playing at Caledonia. He's got really quick hands, so he's a good defender, and uh, as you know, you've seen those dunks. He can get up in the air and really finish. Yeah, average 16.2 points a game, 6.4 rebounds, 5.2 assists, over three steals, almost two blocks a game. Caledonia went 28-1 and last year, just a sophomore. You know, I, I kind of look at his recruitment. It's really starting to blow up. Stanford comes in with the first, first Power 5 offer. Now comes Iowa with it. This is really ramping up here, but you've seen the, these King boys play in both football and basketball. He's already got an offer from Iowa for football. Gun to your head, where are you going? Does Eli King play basketball or football? Because I, I don't think anybody really knows. He might not know yet, and now's the time to enjoy it. But what, what would be your thought? That's the fun thing about Eli is maybe he's not quite as committed to basketball as his brothers, although his brothers, and they were also both uh, very talented football players, especially Owen. Owen probably could have been a starting quarterback, Big Ten, or maybe even the SEC. He was that kind of a talented football player. Eli's you know, a wide receiver. He can really uh, run, get up and get the ball. I would think it'd be a very intriguing, you know, he'd be a very intriguing wide receiver. And I'm going to compare him a little bit to another guy, a Minnesota guy who played for the Gophers in the Big Ten, Tyler Johnson. I think he's kind of got that kind of athletic ability. Tyler Johnson's been kind of fun to see. He was a fifth-round draft choice in the NFL this year. I think if Eli played football, he might do that, but – I think his first love is basketball. One one thing, you know, getting back to that Iowa connection, there's a California, or a Caledonia guy, Carl Klug, who went, he was from Caledonia. He played football, was an elite football player there. He went to Iowa as a defensive uh, tackle, and he played in the NFL for quite a few years at the Titans. But gun to my head, I think Eli's going to want to play basketball, but it'd be interesting to see him play football. It's, it's weird because I look at it from this perspective. If – if he plays football, I think his ceiling is higher as a like as a Big Ten prospect. Like his size, his athleticism, the potential to play safety or wide receiver, return kicks. Like just looking at him on the football field, that's a guy that you could see being a two, three year starter. Now he's just as good at basketball too. It's just sometimes maybe a little bit undersized at six foot three and 175 pounds. He's still so young. He's going to have to put on a little bit more weight. Maybe if he hits another growth spurt, if he gets up to six five, six six, he could absolutely be a high major player. I mean, there's there's no doubt he's going to have a, a litany of offers here. He can do whatever he wants. It's just maybe maybe it's my football background where I look at him and go, yeah, he'd be a just a terrific safety, terrific wide receiver, potential to maybe play in the NFL one day. 
can he do that in basketball? Yeah, he probably could, but maybe that's a little bit harder to climb just because with football you have so many options. Like you just have so many more opportunities to play at a high level compared to basketball. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of agree with that as far as his potential playing at the next level beyond college. I think his potential there would be greater, much greater in football than basketball. You know, in the office, the sports guys, we always have that debate about Owen, uh, the older brother Owen, who uh, just completed his sophomore year in college. We always thought he had a higher football ceiling to, you know, excel in the college level and maybe even get a chance to the pros. Because if you ask most of the guys around here, they'll say they've never seen a better uh, quarterback from this area than Owen King. So it's it would just really have been fun to see him play football. Yeah, it's 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 a tough thing, and and I don't want to like go after him or say that Owen King made the wrong decision. I I don't know if he did. I think it's I think there's something to following your true love, and if Eli King true his his true love is basketball, then go for it because Stanford obviously loves him, Iowa loves him, a bunch of other schools are getting involved here and are talking to him. There is a there is an upside here in basketball where he could be an outstanding Big Ten player. Iowa gets involved with this first offer. That seems like a really, really smart move for Fran McCaffrey. And if he sticks with basketball and just is a one-sport player at the next level, you could go, I mean, playing Big Ten ball, like that, that that's that's an outstanding level. So I don't want to go after him and be like, oh, he'd make the wrong decision if he chose basketball over football. Because I'm with you. I, I do think that basketball is probably the choice if I had to make one, just because it feels like his family loves basketball maybe a little bit more than football. Yeah, yeah, they do have a basketball court, uh, indoor basketball court facility at their uh, at their place uh, there in Caledonia. I don't think they have an open gridiron football field, but uh, yeah, it would be fun to see him play football. I think, but uh, we'll we'll see. He's got, and either way, I think he's going to have tremendous options to play at a high level against great competition. So it's going to come down to what he wants to do, what he loves to do, and uh, that's that's his, the choice that he's got to make. Regardless of whichever sport he picks, one, he's going to be successful in some regard, and two, he's going to probably go down as one of the best athletes in Southeast Minnesota history. Just, just the, I, I just hope that no injuries come into play here because this is a talent, an athletic talent. Every game on the football field and every game on the basketball court next year and for the next two years, honestly, is going to be must-see TV, right? we got to be able to be there to see him all the time because that's the type of athleticism he has. But it feels like we're talking about his recruitment, but at the end of the day, a decision's not coming anytime soon. He's got a lot of time and a lot of chances to take some breaks and and just see where he's at. Yeah, just a sophomore, so he's going to be able to enjoy the ride and enjoy the offers coming in for a little bit. I will say this. How big are you concerned with, you know, AAU basketball's not being played right now? That's another exposure thing for him that's just not there. You know, I'm talking with some people around that program. I think if he was playing AAU this summer or or at at some of the high-level places he was going to go, there's a chance for him to really, really blow up. So I, I feel bad for him in that regard that he doesn't get that opportunity. If you're an AAU team and you're seeing seeing Eli King play, I, I have a hard time feeling like you pass up offering that kid. I think he had a chance to really blow up and to have this COVID-19 come in and, and take away AAU basketball could really, you know, kind of hurt his recruitment in the long haul. Yeah, I think it's probably having a big impact on a lot of players. Uh, it, it probably is having an impact on Eli, but I would say not so much him as maybe other guys. You know, it's, it's some of those marginal guys, I mean, not marginal, but, you know, kind of tweener type guys that maybe don't get as much exposure. Maybe they're from a, you know, not Eli's from a big school, but he 
he's had a lot of exposure on, a, on high levels and a number of areas already. So I think you know, some of those other guys are being hurt by him. Eli, as you know, he's, he may be getting hurt, but he, he's still racking up these offers. So coaches know about him already and they know what kind of athlete he is. So in that regard, I think he's doing okay. Um, so he, he might not be getting overall the exposure, but coaches are still aware of him. They know what he can do. They know the potential he has. So I think he's, he's okay in that regard. Let's shift to Will Cheddar, and he also gets an offer from Iowa. I thought that was really smart and really strategic by Iowa to offer both Cheddar and King on the same day. Both of those guys are working out together a lot this summer. Will Cheddar has a nice basketball court out at his house, outdoor hoop and court, and the Kings have been over there. The Madsons have been over there working out. That's high-level ball right there. And so yeah, that's I, a good thing to mention. You, know, you, you, said, you, know, you mentioned no AAU right now. But there are so many really good players in this area right now that you can be going, yeah, you can get together and say, hey, we got six, seven Division One guys. Let's give them all a call. They're all within a couple hours away, or, you know, close by here. Let's get together. And, and that's a pretty good ball right there to get together and have a workout like that. Well, and then Alyssa Usby shows up, too, a North Carolina commit, too. Like, it's just a, it's a gluttony of talent right now. And that's really cool to see all of these super talented guys and girl sticking together and, and showing how good Southeast Minnesota basketball really is. Yeah, I think that's a great opportunity for Alyssa. Um, you know, she gets to go against some some bigger guys, you know, and obviously, you know, Division One guys, so that's going to be nothing but beneficial to her going forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Will Cheddars now has offers from four Big Ten schools. He's got Nebraska, he's got Minnesota, he's got Michigan, and now he has Iowa. When you look at what Iowa did last year with their big man, Luca Garza, turning him into the Big Ten Player of the Year, he, he won some National Player of the Year awards, probably should have won some others, but Dayton's Obi Toppin came in and, and stole it. I think the high-flying dunks made him a little bit more attractive to some people, even though I think Garza was the better player overall. But when you look at this fit for Cheddar at, at Iowa, this this is, again, it feels like a really nice fit for him, and offering King on the same day can only help. Right, and I think another, I think that is a good fit for him as, as well, yep. Another offer I'm sure he's going to have, and I think it would be a, also, a, a, this is the kind of guy that they go for, Wisconsin. They come into Minnesota all the time, get this kind of player. You know, they get, they've got two Lakeville guys in their team, Lakeville North guys in their team right now. This is the kind of guy that they kind of swoop in to Minnesota and kind of take out from, you know, away from the Gophers. Um, it, so they've had a really successful run of getting Minnesota guys over Wisconsin. So I think it's just a matter of time before Will Cheddar gets an offer from the Badgers as well. So do you think Will is kind of a homebody? Like, does, he kind of is. Do you think that's going to help Minnesota in this recruitment? Or is it, you know, Johnny bar the door? I mean, wh- whichever fits best for him, he's going to go there. Yeah, it seems like these guys nowadays, it, it seems like they want to go fit, a uh, place where they can play and get their – I'm sorry, we're getting feedback there. Uh, a place where they can play – and where they're going to be get a chance to uh, kind of have their own name recognition. Sometimes the guys want just want to get a little farther away from home. I don't know if that's the case with Will, um, but it, you know, Wisconsin's not that far away. You know, that's like a three three hour drive. You know, that's that's do, and same with Iowa. You know, that's doable for parents to get to games. So I think either one of those you know, would be any one of those three would probably be a good solid fit. Do you think the allure of Jawan? Howard and and you know the Fab Five Miami Heat playing with LeBron coaching LeBron 
if I'm a big man and Juwan Howard is not knocking on my door and doing Zoom calls with me and saying, hey, I love your your game. I want you to come be the next Franz Wagner and you can do my thing. You can be the next Mo Wagner who, who's turned into a nice little NBA player too after a great career at Michigan. I would have a really hard time passing on it. Plus a, a, a university like Michigan, so premier among you know the world. I, I don't know. I feel like we're sleeping on Michigan a little bit in this recruitment. That is a big-time offer and a big-time coaching staff that has shown that they're going to get elite talent. And if they like Will Cheddar, that's a huge, huge sign. Yeah, <clears throat> very solid university, but it's not like you know Michigan is you know, a Big Ten power you know, every year in basketball. I think if you're looking that way, you kind of think of Michigan State you know, from those Michigan schools. But Michigan State, you kind of think of them as more of a Big Ten you know, consistent – um, with the coaching staff they got there, I think that's maybe more of the premier system right now in the Big Ten and even Ohio State. Uh, you know, not not overall, but you know they've been getting a lot of good talent lately as well. I'm pushing back on that. I think Michigan is a premier Big Ten school. I mean, you look what Beeline did. It's not been that long ago that they were in the national title game, multiple runs to the Final Four. I know they were a little bit down this year and then the first time of Juwan Howard, but they had multiple five-star commits, the best class in the Big Ten in, in the class of 2020. I got to push back on that one. I think I think they're still elite in this conference. Michigan State's right up there too, but Michigan is definitely in that mix. Yeah, oh yeah I'm, they're up there in the mix. I'm just saying, I, I, for my money, you know, I think for most people looking at Big Ten right now, they would say Michigan State is the you know the premier big you know or basketball school in Big Ten right now. But it's not like the Big Ten's been like winning national championships. You know, when was I think Michigan State has the last Big Ten yeah. national championship, and that was uh, over a decade. Yeah, now that was in 2000. So that's it's been a while. Yeah. Now the it's thing is, so, yeah. it, it's weird though because like I look at it and I go, the Big Ten's always in the national title game. Ohio State's lost in the national title game. Michigan's lost in the national title game. Wisconsin has. Illinois has. Michigan State has. It feels like they get so Minnesota, close. Has oh no, they haven't. <laughs> they get so close, but they're not able to get over the hump. Oh, they get so close to the NCAA tournament that they get in the NIT. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, if, but if Richard Pitino could just get the, you know, if he could just get these elite guys from Minnesota to stay in state, that he would have that program that's, you know, uh, would be a constant Big Ten threat, I believe, every year now. How much flack would Pitino get if Cheddar doesn't pick Minnesota? Like, and would it be deserved? Well, I think they'll maybe. You know, Tabit is another guy who got away, but I don't think it's it's not like he's a five-star recruit, you know, like uh, the Jalen Suggs or Chad Holmgren, you know, these kind of guys, uh, Matthew Hurt, these guys have the potential to be one-and-done guys. You know, I don't think he's on that level, so I think they view it as maybe a missed opportunity, but it's not like, hey, oh, boy, we didn't let another five-star recruit you know, get away. Um, but I, I think the people in the state really love to see when the homegrown, homegrown talent stays here. And they hate it even worse when it's like a five-star guy. Yeah, but it's like one of those things, like, I get that the five-star guy would hurt to lose him, and, and it's happened in the past here. But if Will Cheddar does what we think he's going to do and goes to a Big Ten school and plays well, that could even be worse on Minnesota because Michigan beat him to the offer. Nebraska beats them to the offer, offers on the same day as they do. Like, it... it I don't know. I feel like it. Maybe we. Maybe there wouldn't be that immediate reaction right now of disdain. But in the future, if you go, we had that kid in our backyard an hour away from us, and we waited to offer, and waited and waited, and we had to wait till other Big Ten schools offered, and then he went there and shined. That would be a rough look, I think. Yeah, a little bit there. Yeah, that makes more sense as 
far as like, okay, we offered him a little later. And it's not like, you know, the coaching staff in Minnesota should realize, you know, if they don't, they're doing something wrong. They should realize there's an abundance of talent in the state right now. And, you know, I realize you can only get, you know, a couple, three, four guys every year. They've just been letting way too many of those elite guys get away. But I think if you have the groundwork laid in where you kind of get these the two or the three four-star guys you know, consistently to maybe commit to your program, and then all of a sudden the five-star guys are going to say, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I've got buddies that, you know, I played with in AAU. I'm going to kind of come along for the ride. And, and maybe that's a guy like Chet Holmgren who kind of, you know, steps up. And maybe he goes to Minnesota now, and all of a sudden people say, okay, if he does it, maybe I'm going to do it. You, you kind of need, like, to get that domino to start tipping guys over, you know, the scales turned for Minnesota, and I think you'd maybe start seeing guys, you know, but it, you mentioned the Blue Blood programs. You know, when Coach K, uh, you know, comes knocking at your door, it's tough to turn Duke away. You know, Minnesota's had three guys recently go to Duke. You know, those Blue Blood programs, when they come knocking at your door, it's kind of tough to turn them away because, you know, they have a chance for a national title. They're always going to be on TV, on ESPN. You just get a lot of exposure that way. Mm-hmm. One thing about Will that I wanted to ask you about is, you look at these offers that he's gotten. Some of the other offers that have come in, um, Virginia Tech's involved. Arkansas is involved with Eric Musselman down there, who does a really good job. Wyoming is involved. Loyola, Chicago, Colorado State. Even like South Dakota State or North Dakota State's involved too. But when you look at all the offers he's got, which school is the best fit for him basketball-wise? Is it Iowa or, or is there someone else that really sticks out to you of the offers now? I think, yeah, I think Minnesota could be a good fit for him. Why? Um, just because I think he's going to have a chance to go in there and, and get an opportunity to play pretty soon in the immediate future. He could come in and maybe come in as a play as a freshman or early as a sophomore. He's got a, kind of got that inside-outside game. Uh, I think that's something the Gophers have been lacking a little bit, and I think Patino wants him. When he was at Florida International – they were, you know, they were an elite three-point shooting team, and they've kind of missed that opportunity when, when since he's come to Minnesota. Um, Cheddar's a big guy, but as you've seen him, he can get, step out and shoot the three. You know, I think he has the potential to be an inside-outside player, and I think that's – and he has the big body for it uh, at 6'8". I think that's the kind of guy that Minnesota would like to get and sort of kind of transition, transition into that game of being able to play a little bit inside-outside but have guys that can definitely hit the outside shot. And he's got a big body that he can be, you know, play on the inside too. So I think he could benefit the system. Like that. One thing too, I think about is I think he would pair really well with Liam Robbins, right? The 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 Drake transfer who's coming up to Minnesota, he probably will have to sit out this year. Um, but after that, he's going to have two more years of eligibility. Say he has to sit out this year, and Will Cheddar comes up. That means that those two guys could play together for two years. And the thing is, is Will's a a solid defender for the high school level, but I don't know if he's going to be elite defender at the next level. The offensive game is why he's going to be on the floor. And Robbins is the best shot blocker in the country in the last couple years, averaged over four blocks a game the last two years. So you pair those two guys together. Robbins is the one who's going to protect the rim. Will is going to go on the offensive side and shoot the three. He's going to spread the floor and give Robbins to work inside, um, room to work inside. Those two guys feel like they would mesh together really, really darn well. Yeah, Will's got a kind of a you know nice big body, especially you know he's thicker than the lower body, so I think he's going to be able to handle himself down low. But I don't know if he's got that elite quickness. But he, yeah, you could you could pair him with a guy like that, and you could really see something like that you know be beneficial. How about Eli? Eli King going to Minnesota then too, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the thing I don't I. I 
I, 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 don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think about that type of pairing from Southeast Minnesota, how cool that would be to see Eli King and Will Cheddar play together. We've seen them play against each other. They've had some high-level games against each other. They're playing in the backyard together. If they're playing together, that that's a fun, fun duo. I mean, I don't think that's ever happened around here, has it? As far as two guys like that going to the same school? Yeah. I, I don't know if they have, but you, know, you mentioned, you know, He's gotten a lot of bigger offers right now, but uh, I think an offer on the table is Northern Iowa right now, too, for Will. And uh, Nate Heisey from Lake City is going to be a freshman at uh, Northern Iowa this coming year. And that's a, a rival in the uh, Hiawatha Valley League, or Stewartville and Lake City. So Will could maybe pick up and go to you know Northern Iowa, and you'd have like that one-two you know, southeast Minnesota punch at Northern Iowa, yeah. That would be that would be insane. I think I think we're past that stage though. I don't I don't know. I, if, be, yeah, be getting a better offer and going somewhere bigger. Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, I I I love how Will is taking this recruitment. He's going real nice and easy, low profile. He's not putting a lot of pressure on himself. But when you get offers from the Big Ten, I feel like it'd be very hard for him to turn those down and, and turn that shot down. Maybe he doesn't succeed, but at least take that shot. I think it'd be hard for him to turn that down and go to Northern Iowa, where I think it'd be a great basketball fit for him. I think like he could do great things there, but I think that allure of the Big Ten, those big lights, that big stage, that's gonna be that's gonna be too much to turn it down for for a school like Northern Iowa, who's a great program, but maybe not quite as much attention on them as as Michigan or Minnesota and stuff like that. Yeah, well, once the Big Ten starts offering you, it's tough to go to more of a mid major like that. Um, and not that Cincinnati is a mid-major, but are they in a mid-major conference? Uh, more, uh, but Cincinnati's got a really good, you know, basketball program. But you know, um, Gabe Matson of the Matson Twins, he was offered by Minnesota, and he, you know, him and his brother Mason are both going to Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati, I'd be saying Cincinnati's got a really good basketball tradition, so that you know, he turned down a Big Ten offer. So it's not like it's it doesn't happen. Right. I. I um I think we'll see Cincinnati pull the trigger here on Will real soon. They've been talking to him a lot, and I think Cincinnati's probably going to pull the trigger on Eli King here soon. If, if they're going all in on on this area, like and it's it's we're so lucky to have the you know this position to be able to see these guys play at such an elite level at the high school ranks. Like th- that's the big takeaway from this is we have had elite basketball in this area. College coaches are just starting to figure it out, and and it's really fun to see these guys go and succeed. And I, and I really do genuinely think that the Madsen Twins are going to go to Cincinnati. They're going to find a role, and they're going to succeed. Wherever Will goes, he's going to go and succeed. Wherever Eli King goes, he's going to go succeed. And, and that's that's a testament to those guys' hard work and the work ethic that they've put in and the type of talent that they are. They're, they're really, really good basketball players, and we got to see them at 15, 16 years old. Very true, and I think you know, Nate Heisey is going to go and have a tremendous career at Northern Iowa as well. Um, other than that, yeah, you just kind of summed up the you know the area of basketball players, you know, and the situation how that's just continuing to grow. It's it's really fun to see right now. All right, over under on Heisey career made three pointers at Northern Iowa. I'm going to go with I'll go with 200. Do you think he makes more than 200 in his career? Oh gosh, I was just—I was just kind of going off the top of my head. I was thinking like one fifty. Okay. Before you even mentioned there, so I will take it under on two hundred. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Heisey can prove us wrong then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one hundred fifty is a lot, but I—I I can certainly see him, you know, uh, approaching that. But we'll—we'll we'll see. You know, 
to get 200, you have to play maybe a lot all four years, and we'll see if that happens or if, you know, uh, if he has to wait a year or two to start before he starts playing. Great stuff with Guy Limbeck, the veteran sports reporter from the Post Bulletin. He's seen basketball here for a long, long time. And when Guy Limbeck says that this is the best basketball he's ever seen in this area, you probably should believe him because that, that's the type of talent that we have here. Guy, thanks so much for hopping on. All right, thanks a lot for having me.